Bibles this morning to the book of Mark, chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 21. Now, we stated, amen, the week before last, that we're going to be talking about the pattern in heaven. Amen. And like Richard Roberts said at the ministerial conference, there's a pattern in space. And when the pattern is right, the glory will fall. He said again, when the pattern is right, the glory will fall. So today's message is subtitled, A Knowing. A Knowing. Somebody say, A Knowing. Here in Mark chapter 5, verse 21, it reads, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was what? Nigh unto the sea. And verse 22 says, And behold. Somebody say, Behold. Come on, say behold again. Now, when you see the word behold, it means look. And it also means see it in your imagination. Let me say it again. It means look and it means see it in your imagination. In other words, put yourself in the story. Let me say it again. Put yourself in the story. See it in your imagination. See everything Come and you know, just, just, just lay it out before you in your imagination. See yourself there. Amen. Amen. So he says, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he what? He what? He fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall what? And she shall what? And she shall what? Live. And then in verse 24, and it says, Jesus went with him. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. It says, much people. Somebody say, much people. So all these people followed him. And this was a mob of people throwing him. But look at this because why? He only went home with one. Let me say it again. He only went home with one. But there were much people, what? Throwing him. Another thing you need to know about Jairus. He's a leader of the synagogue. So that means he has a very, very prominent place in this community. Come on, what he did, when he, when he bowed before Jesus, he took his future and his place in a synagogue in his own hands when he fell, in the, fell on his face in front of Jesus. Amen. See, he didn't know whether or not his days in the synagogue was over when he did that. Come on, say amen, somebody. And it could easily have been, but the point is, he didn't care. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he didn't care. What did he do? He just threw himself at Jesus' feet and spoke his faith. Look at it again. He spoke his faith. He said, my little daughter, live at a point of what? Death. Now, understand this. He's laying on the ground when he's saying this. Turn down my monitors a little bit. He's laying on the ground when he's, when he's saying this. And he says, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Somebody say, she shall live. And and Jesus did what? And Jesus went with him. And much people what? Followed him and thronged him. And in verse 25, and a certain woman. Whenever you see certain in the Bible, that doesn't mean this is a parable or this is some, some figment of imagination. Certain means this woman actually existed and she was a real person. So a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many positions, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press and touched his what? Garment. And she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And says, and straightway or immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was what? Healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that what? Virtue had gone out of him. 
turned him about in the press. Turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Understand this. Listen to me now. The faith of Jairus moved him to go home with him. But the faith of this woman stopped him. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. See, one man's faith put him on the road. And the woman's faith stopped him right where he was. But something else I want to point out. Neither one of these miracles occurred just off the cuff, folks. Jairus spent time with this. Somebody say spent time with this. Listen to me now. He spent enough time with it until he expected the outcome to be in his favor just like he said. Let me say that again. He spent enough time with it until he expected the outcome to be in his favor just like he said. And this woman obviously spent enough time with what she heard about Jesus. She spent time with what she heard, what he was preaching. She spent enough time with this to the point in her mind she was taking her life in her own hands. Just to be out there in public with that issue of blood. Come on, say amen, somebody. She, she was, listen, she was considered unclean and could have been stoned to death just for being out there. But if you look at this closely, she doesn't have her mind on Jairus. Even though she knew he was the ruler of the synagogue. She knew he has authority. She knew the authority he had. Come on, say amen, somebody. He had the power to give the order to have her her stoned. For her to put herself in that situation, she had to know something. Oh, let me say that. Let me try this side over here. For her to put herself in that situation, she had to know something. Matter of fact, look at Mark 5, 33. That's the reason it says in verse 33. But the woman what? But the woman what? Fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and did what? Told him all the truth. She was afraid. She was afraid because why? She didn't want anyone to know. She didn't want anyone to know. She intended on. Sneaking out there, come on, as best as she could, and touch that shawl, that's what he had, the prayer shawl, and get her healing and get out of there. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Without anybody knowing that she was there, but it didn't work out that way. Amen? See, both of them put everything they had on the line, and they both got results. All right, listen to me out here. But the point I want to make is this. The way you expect things to turn out is the way they're going to turn out. Let me say it again. The way you expect things to turn out is the way they're going to what? Turn out. Because why? The way you expect it to turn out is what you're going to be saying. Let me say it again. The way you expect it is, is the way you're going to be saying. And the reason you expect it that way is because of what you believe. Let me say it again. And the reason you expect it that way is because that's what you Believe. Matter of fact, Papa Hagen tells of an incident of when he was having a healing line, and two women came up with the same stage four cancer. He ministered to both of them the same way, laid hands on them, but one of them received their healing, and the other did not. Are you with me out here? Now you know that starts a discussion. Or why God healed one and not the other. But understand this. You can't put that on God. Say, David, you can't put that on God. Why? Because God's no respecter of person. 
Why? He has provided healing for his people from Genesis to Revelation. See, the Bible is a healing book. Are you listening to me out here? The Bible is a miracle book. And all you have to do is get, get in it and do what it says and you have what's in the book. So don't put it off on God. Come on. Understand this. People are upset to say, well, he did heal one and then heal the other. Pop Hagen said, one of the women, when he laid hands on her, she, what came out her mouth was, this is it. Now, he laid hands on both of them. And both of them came under the power of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. And the power was so strong that both of them fell up under the power. But later on, it was found out that the one that didn't get healed, she went several days without any noticeable change. And she said, well, I really didn't expect much anyway. And, of course, she died. Now, she loved God. But that's not the issue here. Tell your neighbor, that's not the issue here. The other woman went home just as sick as she was when she had hands laid on her. But she got up the next morning, and she still had all the same symptoms of that stage 4 cancer. But when she got up the next morning, she said, I just want to tell you, glory to God. I thank God I'm healed. I thank God I'm healed. I thank God I'm healed. I thank God I am. What what, what was she talking about? That woman expected something. Somebody said she expected something. Now, without even knowing either one of them, listen to me now. One of them changed her expectancy with the word of God. Let me say it again. One of them changed her expectancy with the what? With the word of God. Listen, she changed it before she ever got there and the other one did not. So what do you have to do? You have to judge your expectancy. Let me say it again. You have to what? Judge your expectancy. Because why? Some people come in here not expecting anything. So they leave out here with nothing. Oh, I can't die shut down. So you have to what? You have to judge your expectancy. Be honest about it. Now, don't be condemning of yourself, but you have to be brutally honest of yourself. Don't let yourself get away with stuff and start making excuses. Come on, say amen, somebody. What do you do? Get in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God, and you stay there until your expectancy changes. And you stay there until you come to that knowing place. Somebody say that knowing place. Come on, tell your neighbor that knowing place. I'm talking about the place of knowing. Somebody say knowing. Well, let's go back to this woman with the issue of blood. Because I want you to see something about her. Go back to Mark 5.25. Mark 5.25. Once again... It says, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather what? We worse. And when she, heard, when she had heard of Jesus, came in and pressed behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may what? Touch but his clothes, I shall be what? Whole. Notice she didn't say, well, if I just touch his clothes, I might get that. No. This woman was convinced. 
Somebody say she was convinced. She was expecting to get healed. Verse 29, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was what? Healed of that plague. But I want you to notice the order here. It says, and straightway what? The fountain of her blood what? Was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was what? Healed of that plague. Read it again. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was what? Healed of that plague. Listen, she didn't feel that she was healed of that plague first. And then she believed it. Let me say it again. She didn't feel that she was healed of that plague first. And then she believed it. And verse 28, look at it again. And she said, if I may what? Touch but his clothes, I shall behold. And straightway the fountain of blood was dried up, and she fell in her body. She was healed of that plague. There are a lot of people that say, I want to feel it in my body that I'm healed. Then I'll say it. Say it again. There are a lot of people that say, I want to feel it in my body that I'm healed. Then I'll say it. No, she said it when she was in bad shape. She said it when it seemed like all hope was gone. She said it when she was feeling at her worst. Come on, say amen, somebody. And what she do? She believed it in her heart. And she said it with her mouth. And then she acted on it. Are you following me out here? Now let's see the rest of it. Look at verse 31. And the disciples said unto her, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And looked around about to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and what? Trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole, Go in peace and be what? And be what? And be what? Behold the plague. He said, your faith. Your what? Your what? Your, y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me try to side over here because I see tight lips back here. Your what? My goodness gracious. Your what? Has what? Your faith has made you whole. Now go with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Glory to God. Your faith has made you whole. What made her whole? What made her whole? Her faith. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, And as his custom was, he went into the what? Synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to what? Read. And there was delivered unto him the book of prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he what? He found the place where it was what? Written. Now, he went specifically to the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. In verse 18, it says, he found it. He said, and the spirit of the Lord is what? Upon me, because he is what? He is what? Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to what? Heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are what? Bruised, and to what? Preach the acceptable year of the Lord, or supernatural debt cancellation. Somebody say, I'll take that. Now, notice he didn't, can can I teach y'all this morning? Notice he didn't say, God has sent me. He didn't say that, right? No, see, we think, when we read this, we think he's saying, he has anointed me. He has anointed me to deliver the captive. He has anointed me to heal the blind. 
He has anointed me to set at liberty those that are bruised. He has anointed me to prosper the poor. And that's not what he said. And that's not what he was sent to do. It says he was anointed to preach. Isn't that what it says? His what? He was anointed to what? To preach. Why? Why did Jesus do more teaching and preaching than anything else? Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the what? Word of God. See, he could have laid hands on everybody there and nobody would have gotten much without faith to receive it. Let me say it again. He could have laid hands on everybody out there and no one would have gotten much without what? Faith to what? To receive it. Matter of fact, go to Mark chapter 6, verse 1. He proved that when he's in Nazareth. Somebody say Nazareth. He proved that when he's in Nazareth. Look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Are y'all with me out there? Can you ever pay attention? Look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1. And it says, he went out from thence and came into his what? Own country. And the disciples followed him. When the Sabbath day was come, he began to what? Teach in the synagogue. And many what? Many what? Hear it. Were they hearing him? Come on. Many hearing him were what? Astonished. Saying, from whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? And that mighty and even mighty works are wrought by his hand. See, they were, they were astonished. But they didn't receive what he was teaching. There was no faith. Somebody say no faith. Well, what does Hebrew chapter 4 verse 1 say? Keep a mark and mark. We'll be coming back. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 1 says, Let us therefore what? Fear, lest a what? Promise being left us of entering to his rest. Envy you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the what? Gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not. 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 Proverb them not being mixed with what? Faith in them that heard it. Go back to Mark 6, 3. See, their attention was on the wrong thing. Say it again. Their attention was on the wrong thing. They were there, but they weren't there. Just like in any service, you can be here, but you don't really hear. Say it again. You can be here, but you really don't hear. Look at where their attention was on when the word to heal them was going forth. Look what their attention was when the word to deliver them was going forth. They say in verse 3, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Jose, and of Judah, and Simeon? They named all his brothers and sisters. Are not his sisters here with us? And they were what? Offended him. That's just, that's just Minister Walker preaching. That's just Minister Abbott preaching. That's just Pastor Walker. They always carry on like that. So we'll just hang out in the courtyard and have a conversation while the word is going forth. We'll just get up and get some water while the word is going forth. I've even seen parents send their teenagers to go to the car. When the word is going forth and the Lord knows they need the word. What was Jesus' response? Verse 4. 
But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and amongst his what? Own kin, and his what? And in his own house. Now, they don't have this translation up there because I didn't give it to them. The New Living Translation reads it this way. And Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. That's why a lot of times a preacher will go somewhere else and preach the same message. And the people are ecstatic. They'll jump up and down, receive the word, receive the healing and deliverance. But when they preach that same message in their home church, people had that attitude. Oh, we heard that before. So we just take a nap. Or we'll go to the bathroom. Oh, well, I heard that before. Let me check my Facebook page while I'm sitting here. While the word is going forth. Look at verse 5. And it says, and he could there what? Do no mighty works. Say that he what? Laid his hands upon a few sick folk and did what? Heal them. And he marveled because what? Because of their what? Unbelief. Unbelief in what? It says he was teaching there. He was there teaching. They didn't receive and, and, and they didn't have an expectation of what he was teaching. There was no faith even though they were hearing. That's why in Mark 4.23, you turn there. Keep on working. Mark chapter 6, we're coming back. He said, Mark 4.23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. If any what? Man has what? Ears to hear. Let him what? Hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. And what measure you meet, it should be what? It should be what? Measure to you. See, the measure and attention you give to the word determines the measure of power you receive from the word. Do you hear what I just said? And a lot of people don't give a lot of attention to the word, so the word has no power in their lives. And he says, For he that has, or unto you that hear, shall what? More be given. For he that has, to him shall be what? Given. And he that has not from him shall be taken away, even that which he has. That's why you can have the same people Receive the same word. And one received what they came for. And the other leaves out the same way they came in. And even lost faith in the word that they had before they came in. Are you following me out here? Now go back to Mark chapter 6 verse 5. It says, and he could... He could there do what? No mighty work. Say that he what? Laid his hands upon a few sick folk and what? Healed them. It didn't say he wouldn't. It didn't say he wouldn't. It said he what? He couldn't. So whatever they were healed of was not a mighty work because he said he could do no what? No what? Mighty work. And verse 6, and he marveled because of their what? Their what? That's the reason they couldn't get anything. Because of their what? Unbelief. And he went around the villages teaching. 
Now go back to Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Mark 5, 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, what? Thy faith was what? Made thee what? Go in peace and be what? Hold up, play. Notice he didn't say, notice this now. Notice he didn't say, Daughter, my anointing has made you whole. He didn't say that, did he? He said, Thy what? Faith has what? Made thee whole. What happened? See, the power of the anointing flowed out of him. And that's what stopped him. Because he knew something what? Flowed out of him. And we know the power, the dunamis power of God is what changed her physical body. Are y'all listening to me out here? We know it was the anointing that healed Jairus daughter. But even right after that, you know, look at Matthew 9, 27. Right after he came from healing Jairus' daughter, he met two blind men. And it says in Matthew 9, 27, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men, what? Did what? Follow him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he is coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe he that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, what? Yeah, Lord. Then he what? He touched their eyes, saying, according to your, according to your, according to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. It was the anointing that opened their eyes. But it was their faith that activated it. You read what I just said? It was the anointing that what? Opened their eyes, but it was what? It was their faith that activated it. Are y'all following me here? Are y'all following me here? Go to Acts chapter 10. Now we read Luke's account in Luke chapter 4. Now, this is Luke's writing when Peter went to Cornelius' house. Some of you read the story. Now, this is 10 years after Pentecost. How many years? 10 years. And up to that time, no one believed that a Gentile could be born again. They didn't believe that this was ever going to happen. But notice what Peter says in Acts chapter 10, verse 36. He says... The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, doing what? Preaching what? Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is what? Lord of all. And it says here, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel. The word, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel. The word... The word, which what? God sent unto the children. The word, which God what? Sent unto the children of Israel. How did he send it? He sent Jesus just to preach it. Now notice he says in verse 37. That word. What did he say? That word. Come on, say that. That word. Word. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea. That word. That word. Which was published throughout what? All Judea. And begin from Galilee. After the baptism which John preached. That means he's been preaching this every day. This was the message. We just read where Jesus read this text there in the synagogue of Nazareth. But he said it was published throughout all of Judea, beginning in Galilee, Galilee after the baptism of John, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing what? All that were what? Oppressed of the 
the devil, sickness and disease. Listen, all human suffering, all human suffering, all human, all human suffering is satanic oppression. All. It didn't even exist until Adam committed high treason and Satan became the godless world system. It didn't even exist. Now, Jesus preached this message. He took the text, that text, and he preached it everywhere he went. Where did he preach it? Everywhere he went. At Capernaum, if you read it, they received it. And great and mighty things took place. At Nazareth, they did not receive it, and he could do no mighty work. Come on. So what did he do? Go back and look at Mark chapter 6, verse 5 again. What did he do? It says, he could, do, he could there do no mighty work. Say what did he want? Laid his hands on upon a few, sixfold, and healed them. And verse 6, he marveled because of their what? Unbelief. And he went about what? He went about what? Their villages doing what? Doing what? Doing what? Teaching and preaching in all the synagogues. Why? Faith. Somebody say, faith. Faith comes by what? And hearing by the what? He had to build their faith to believe. So he went around what? Teaching. Go to John 5.30. What did Jesus say? John chapter 5 verse 30. He said, I can of my own self do what? Nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because of what? I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father, which what? Which has sent me. So everything he did was the will of God. Everything he did was the what? Will of God. Not one time did he ever tell anybody, just be patient. God's working out some great mystery in your life. And if you live long enough, you'll find out what it is. He never said that to anyone. Because if that was the truth, you'd find at least one example of it in the Bible. Come on, say amen, somebody. He didn't say, well, you should, you should just stay broke a little while longer. Come on. So that when you do prosper, you appreciate it more. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, that's religious crap. I want you to see this because why? Jesus preached. He preached that everywhere he went. And then he laid his teaching on top of those scriptures, folks. Then he went on that base. Somebody say that base. He went on that base to whatever direction the Holy Spirit took him. But that was his base. He said, I only say. What I hear my father say. And I only do what I see my father do. And guess what? You can do the same thing. Tell your neighbor, I can do the same thing. What did Jesus say in John 14, 10? John 14 says, he says, Because believeth thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? He says, The words that I speak unto you. I speak not of myself, but the Father, what? 
that dwelleth in me does what? He doeth the work. Listen, we can receive the same words that Jesus received, folks, and have the same results. Now with that, with the background I just gave you, he never said to anyone, he never said to anyone, he never said to anyone, my anointing made you whole. You won't find that in scripture. He never said that, not even once. Somebody say not even once. He never said you are so blessed because the apostles are still here. Because it was the faith of the apostles that made you whole. He never said that not one time. He never said it was through the gifts that the apostles received when I put my hands upon them that healed you. No. He never even hinted at that. Are you with me out here? Look at Acts chapter 3 verse 12. This is right after the man at the gate beautiful was healed. Acts chapter 3, verse 12. Come on, are you following me out there? Acts 3, 12, it says, And when Peter saw it, he what? He answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Why look you so earnestly upon us, as though by our own power or holiness, we had made, we, listen, we had nothing to do with this. Come on, say amen, somebody. It wasn't our power. It wasn't because we were so holy than thou. Then he tells them what healed this man. Acts verse 16, it says, And his name through faith in his what name has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yet the faith which is by him has given him what? This perfect soundness in the presence of you all by faith. Somebody say by faith. Somebody say by faith again. So the question is, what is the process? What is the process? See, the anointing needs a receiver. Say it again. The anointing needs a what? Receiver. The receiver is faith. The receiver is what? Faith. Faith in the word that changes your expectancy of how things are going to turn out. Let me say it again. Faith in the word that changes your expectancy of how things are going to what? Turn out. And you need to stay in the word until your expectancy changes. Is anybody receiving this in here? Let me say it again. Faith in the word that changes your expectancy of how things are going to turn out. And you need to stay in the word until your expectancy changes. And if it's nagging at you, and you go through all the scriptures, now you believe these scriptures. You know they're true. You know it is. You know it's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's God's word. But then there's something nagging at you. Just something nagging at you, saying, this is not going to turn out right for you. It's never going to happen. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. That's the time you get on your face and find out where that nagging is coming from. Did you hear me? Get on your face and do what? Find out where that nagging is coming from. And what you need to do, the first thing when you get up in the morning, you go right straight to the mirror. Are you listening to me in here? You go right straight to the mirror. The first thing when your feet hit the floor, 
you say glory to God. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today, Lord. And you look at yourself in that mirror and you say, I don't just believe this. Looking at yourself right in your own eyes. I don't just believe this. I know this is true. I know it in my heart. This is true. I know surely Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne my griefs and carried my sorrow, my sickness and my disease, my weakness and my pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. I know this is true. But he was wounded by my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him and with his stripes, with those bruises, I know I'm healed. I don't just believe that. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Oh, See, Jesus, he cast out spirits with his word, folks. And he healed their sick. Listen to me now. Fulfilling the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Listen to me closely. Are you listening? Nothing can be fulfilled unless it's first spoken. You didn't hear what I just said. Nothing can be fulfilled unless it's first spoken. If Isaiah was just thinking about it, there wouldn't be anything to fulfill. The same is true with us. The same thing was true with that woman with the issue of blood. There wouldn't be anything to fulfill if she hadn't spoken it first. Let me say it again. There wouldn't be anything to fulfill if she hadn't spoken it first. That it might be fulfilled the words that were spoken by the prophet Isaiah. So what you doing? So you're looking into that mirror. And you don't let your attention drift. Don't be looking around. And you fixate your eyes. On your own eyes. And you stand there. And you look at yourself. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you say, I know this. I know 1 Peter 2.24. I know who his own self bear my sins in his own body on a tree. I know that I might be dead to sin and I should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes I was healed. And if I was healed, I am now healed. And I declare it in the name of Jesus. I just don't believe that I'm healed. I know that I'm healed. somebody and you don't just do this in the morning if that nagging comes up at certain times during the day you say glory to God I know it I know it I know I'm healed I got the victory over this I know I got the victory I know I got the victory so I say I know it come on say I know it like you believe it Now, you'll notice while you're doing that, particularly while you're standing there looking at your face and something comes up, the Lord will begin to reveal to you things that weaken your faith on this issue. Are you listening to me out here? 
where there's healing? Or are you doing this with prosperity scriptures? The blessing of the Lord maketh me rich. And he added no sorrow. Come on. He has no what? Toiling to it. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I've been redeemed from the curse of poverty. I've been redeemed from the curse of debt. I am a free man. I just don't believe that. I know that. Somebody say, I know that. Come on, say, I know that. But listen to me now. Now see, you can't do what I just told you if you don't have the verses. Let me say it again. You can't do what I just told you if you don't have the verses. Are you listening to me out here? So that means you're going to have to spend some time in the word. You're going to have to spend some time, not only in the promises of God, but in Bible facts. Somebody say Bible facts. Why? That's not a promise of healing. That's a fact. That's not a promise of healing. That's a what? Fact. That's a fact that happened more than 2,000 years ago. And guess what? It was spoken a long time before that. Then it, came, it became a fact 2,000 years ago when it was carried out and it was fulfilled. Come on, with me out here. Come on. I believe that? No, 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 no. There's a knowing that comes. Somebody going to get this. There's a knowing that comes. Or Roberts would say, it wouldn't come to the strength to come to pass if you haven't spent some time. Say it again. It won't come to the strength to come to pass if you haven't spent some time. Everybody wants to blame God for something not coming to pass, but they haven't spent the time. And it will not come to the strength to come to pass if you haven't what? Spent some time. He said, you inquire of God. And then he said, then you sow a financial seed. He said, you sow something that's significant towards the fulfillment of what you're believing. Then he said, there will come a moment where faith erupts. And when it does, everything changes. And he said, when that moment comes, you'll know. What happened? Your expectancy changed. Lift your hands and give God praise. Lift your hands and give God glory. Come on, lift your hands and give God honor. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Oh, we give you honor, Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Oh, you are worthy, Lord. Come on, just give him praise. Come on, God's trying to change somebody's expectancy in this room. He wants to bring you to not just that I believe this. I know it. I know it. I know I'm healed. I know I'm delivered. 
I know I'm getting out this situation. I know God's going to heal my marriage. I know God's going to heal my relationship with my child. I know my child's going to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. I know I'm going to get that new job. I know I'm going to get that new promotion. I know I'm going to get that car. I know I'm going to get that house. I know God's going to do something. I'm not, I don't believe this. I know it. I know by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I know it. I know it. I know it. There's a knowing, folks. There's a what? There's a knowing. You got to come to that place where you know. You don't just believe, but you. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify your holy and majestic name. Give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord. For you are worthy. You're worthy of the praise. You're worthy of the glory. You're worthy of the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, you are worthy, Lord. Lift your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, God's working on something here. Come on, we're talking about the pattern to see the glory. When the pattern is right, the glory will fall. That means we got to come with an expectancy. Expectancy. I expect to receive. I expect. I'm convinced. I know that I know that I know. And can nobody shake me from that? Can nobody stop me from going to get what I'm going to get? That includes no sickness or disease. I don't care how sick I am. I'm going to make it to the house of God because I expect something. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Come on, lift your hands and give me praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you honor, Lord. Oh, we give you praise, oh Lord. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Oh, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Glory, worthy of your honor. Some of you need to raise your level of expectancy. You need to raise your level of expectancy. That means you need to get in the word more on whatever you're believing God for. Because not that God has not given you what you asked for. It's just your expectancy is not there 
to receive what he's already given you. And God will meet you at your expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you honor. Oh, we give you glory, oh Lord. Oh, we give you praise, oh Lord. For oh, you're worthy. Oh, 